Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. Hello and welcome. Today's conversation is with my friend Gail Serna. Gail's mission is to empower others to feel comfortable with their own intuitive guidance and trust the information that they receive helping you make more sound decisions leading to a more joyful life. Gail is a psychic medium, spiritual counselor, channel, and Reiki practitioner. And in this conversation, we touch on some of that, plus the inevitable transitions and change that we all must face in life. She admits that she wasn't always so spiritually and energetically together. And in this conversation, you'll learn a little bit more about that and what she herself uses in her own personal challenges and the strategies that she has used for herself to navigate the world as a sensitive human, a helper, and a parent. If you want to know more about uh, Gail and working with Gail, all of the links to her online presence and online classes are found in the show notes. Enjoy. I am so excited to be chatting with Gail today for so many reasons. This is our second time on the podcast. And um, as we were uh, getting our warm up, as we do, I uh, was telling her my experience this morning, right before we started talking of being on the receiving end of a road rage situation. And I, and I was, I wasn't even sure I was going to really be up for doing the podcast. I was just so worked up. I had been like crying and just scared. And, um, as soon as I got on with you, Gail, I'm serious when I just like felt like, like this just wave of like just calm and light just kind of wash over me. And you, you just do, you have such a good, good way of doing that for people. Like when I'm around you, I'm like, Oh, Gail, you make me oh, feel so warm you, and Amber. fuzzy. Oh, <laughs> so thank you, so thank, sweet. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk about mostly uh, transitions and change. I know you wrote a blog article recently on that, so I want to kind of dive into that um, because the last time I had you on, we talked a lot about uh, developing your intuition and your channeling ability. Um, but before we start, uh, just remind everybody what it is that you do for people. Okay, um, I am a intuition development teacher and intuitive channel and reader. And um, my mission in life is to teach people to develop their own intuition so they can make sound decisions in life, have more joy, gain clarity. Uh, a lot of people don't don't make decisions through their psychic awareness or senses. They really rely on their physical senses to make decisions. And if you notice what happens in your gut and your heart and your mind, when you make decisions, oftentimes in your gut, especially you might feel really anxious or overwhelmed and you're making the decision anyway. 
but yeah. that's your psychic sense when you feel overwhelmed saying, wait, 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 maybe take a step back and do a little more research. Maybe you're going down the wrong path. <laughs> so that's exactly what your psychic awareness does for you. It really helps you to integrate your feeling, sensing, and knowing, sometimes seeing and hearing through your third eye mm -hmm. or your psychic, your psychic hearing turns on. So those things can be a benefit and people shy away from it because they don't know how to safely engage in the energy around them. So those are some of the things you learn in intuition development 101 that I teach. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. And so, um, remind our listeners again, why this is your passion. Why is it so important? I know you have a pretty, um, inspiring backstory of how you came to helping other people. Thank you so much for asking me this question. Um, back in the day when I was in my early 20s um, and I'm dating myself, I'm in my mid 50s now. <laughs> um, my dad unfortunately passed away and he committed suicide too. Mm -hmm. So it was fairly tragic and I have dealt with my issues and this is why I could talk about it so clearly without yeah. breaking up or breaking down because I would never be where I was if I didn't deal with my own stuff first, which yeah. is super, super important. Um, and what put me down the spiritual road is I had always been kind of interested in the spiritual side of things, never really doing anything about it. Um, I grew up being anxious a lot. I grew up in a Jewish home, but we didn't believe in God at all. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't very affirming to me either. I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that was not a correct belief system that my parents imparted upon me. Um, so when my dad passed away, I had a really good childhood friend who was very spiritually based and she saw me suffering. And she said to me, Gail, you've already gone through traditional therapy. So you're able to deal with these like PTSD type symptoms, Yeah. but you're still suffering over it. So traditional therapy didn't relieve the suffering for you. Mm -hmm. And she told me she knew of a psychic medium that she could send me to who could possibly um, bring through my dad in a reading. And I kind of looked at her and I thought, what a psychic medium. Oh, <laughs> that's all baloney. I don't believe in any of that stuff. But I, out of desperation, because I really did want to feel better, I was tired of suffering and being sad all the time. Um, I reached out to this woman, and she, within one session, I was hooked. Um, not only did she bring through my dad with physical evidence, and I knew that she had reached him on the other side, she mm -hmm. had a very affirming message from him. So on an emotional level, it helped me tremendously, more than therapy ever could. But I was really glad I went down to traditional therapy because there's a place for that. Yes. I would never not tell someone to do that. That's very, very vitally important too. Mm -hmm. But what traditional therapy doesn't do is it, it really doesn't relieve the suffering on an everyday basis that you feel. This is yeah. where spiritual counseling and a psychic medium can come in. So, and then on a physical level, I felt the energy escape my back. Oh. And I'm like, what, what was that? I started to stand up straighter, my back pain lessened. I felt, I felt joy and I hadn't felt joy in like a really super long time. Wow. And I had three subsequent readings with this lady after that. And I kept asking her, what are my next steps? What are my next steps? And then I found out about Hay House and I started 
uh, someone told me three times about Wayne Dyer, like three separate people told me three times about Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay. <laughs> yeah, three separate times. So you knew that there was something there. <laughs> yeah, three separate people and three separate messages. Yeah. And so I knew there was, and then I started to get books and started to listen to their programming. And then from there, just different classes and uh, psychic circles came into my awareness and the right teacher was there when I needed her. Um, she was my mentor. So that's exactly what put me down my path was my dad was really trying to make up for me in death what he couldn't do when he was alive. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, and you know this about me because I have has, I've had a couple readings with you and um, yeah, I'm all for talk therapy, traditional counseling, but I vitally important. It, vitally is, important. it is vitally important. In fact, I, I see a talk therapist, you know, once a month and more if I need to, um, depending on what's going on in my life. But I have found such value. Like you said, like, like this, it kind of breaks that, that crust <laughs> kind of put, that's kind of cracked with traditional talk therapy. It kind of cracks it and gets some things moving. But when you work with, with an intuitive counselor or a spiritual counselor or a, someone who does channeling, it like dives in and cleans it all out. <laughs> well, what in spiritual counseling, what we do is um, we use our psychic awareness, first of all, to tap into the aura of a person and mm -hmm. see what's going on. And then through um, mediumship, that's, that's a whole different type of skill set where you're going directly to the person's spirit support team plus your spirit support team yeah. and bringing through deceased loved ones um, that really want to be heard. And through evidence, you know, the, the psychic medium has reached that said soul. Now, when people come for a reading, they should be open on which deceased loved ones come through. Mm -hmm. So psychic mediums never really promise who's going to come through, but Hopefully it's going to be somebody that's going to come through that the person will really be able to relate to and have an understanding of that, that person was in the said family unit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the key to it. Yeah. Um, and then from there with spiritual counseling techniques, that's where the intuitive psychic medium, intuitive reader, spiritual counselor will dive into your collective consciousness and different things that happen to you from a little girl before even age seven mm -hmm. and carve out what some of those things were in the family and help you reprogram those thought forms yeah. that you're constantly telling yourself on a subconscious level um, that are negative and um, help you deprogram and reframe those things. And it takes constant work on your part because yeah. uh, one thought will just come right in and cripple all the work that you've done. So you really, the, the, the spiritual side of it, the spiritual counseling side of it makes you become very aware of what's going on in your own mind. Yeah. So yeah. that you're the gardener of your own mind. And there's different steps that we use. Um, positive affirmations are one of them. Journaling mm -hmm. is another. So it's things that people know to do. Yeah. And these are things that were given to us by our creator the psychic senses, bridging them with the physical ones, these affirmation statements, um, the journaling. So people know about it because so many spiritual people that are teachers talk about it. 
-hmm. but people don't practice it and they don't have anyone guiding them through coming up with what were the damaging things that my parents did to me all those years ago. How can I reverse them so that they're not weighing me down anymore? So we can cut those cords and send them up into the light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I agree with all that. And you're so right. You're you, I see you all the time offering, um, tools, even to me personally, you're like, you know, have you tried this? I'm like, yes, Gail, I know about that. Yes. (laughs) And I just love it. It's like, you're, you're just, you're that like reminder, like, okay, you know, and I see you do that with, you help a lot of people. Um, you just, I kind of see you kind of nudging people occasionally, like, you know, Remember, guys, we've been given these tools. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're so they're so overused and talked about now. People yeah. just go on autopilot and they don't even really realize where they came from. Right. Because so many spiritual people who are in this same niche are talking about it constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, like you said, we have become desensitized to it. And it's like, you know, we just keep hearing it, keep hearing it. But I think it is important for those of us that know that to continue to keep reminding people. And I think it it might stick. Um, But I want to go back to, uh, you said, um, gosh, I can't remember the term used. Your spiritual team, maybe? Oh, spirit support team. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you say that, for you personally, are you talking about the Souls Collective? Um, they are definitely part of my spirit support okay. um, They're made up of angel and ascended master energy. Okay. Ascended masters are um, spirits in the light that um, have been human before. Mm-hmm. So they have a really thorough understanding of um, what it was like here on earth and the pitfalls within the third dimension that humans often struggle with. Yeah. Um, and some of the more common ascended masters that people are aware of would be like Buddha, Moses, Jesus, but there's so many other ascended masters um, that are out there. So the Souls Collective is really made up of this angel energy and ascended master energy that's kind of combined um, with their collective energy is basically from the light. Okay. Describe it. Okay. And the Souls Collective is, um, is a group that you are now channeling? Yeah, they were made aware to me through all these different things that happened within a, like a month's time. Um, uh, gosh, I, I had a massage, a lymphatic massage, and the mm-hmm. lady was working on my head. Mm-hmm. She definitely like turned something on for me. And at the same time, I was working with my friend Phoebe, who works with, uh, she's the life coach that works with like channelers and um, highly sensitive people who are healers trying to become more visible. Mm -hmm. And um, through working with her, uh, they came out when she was like asking questions and things like that. And it was really thrilling for me to meet them. And then it took a while for me to really hone in and feel comfortable to bring them through. And now they're just there waiting to talk to people. And I had to like really work with them personality wise. So they weren't like too um, off putting with people, but Mm -hmm. like more polite. And we worked through all those kind of issues and now uh, it's seamless and people 
just really enjoy having channeled readings um, with them. But the spirit support team is really made up of a compilation of angels. Um, for me, it's the souls collective, but also past loved ones that have become known to me that help me from the other side. Um, so it's a whole, and, and you, when you take intuition development, that's actually a step in intuition development 102, where you start to really break apart who is your spirit support team, feel comfortable calling them through for various reasons to help you be more accurate. Mm -hmm. Whether you're trying to be like a professional psychic or you're just trying to develop your own intuition to help you in everyday life. Yeah, super important, super important. Um, so yeah, speaking of helping in, other in everyday life, let's uh, talk about what happens in everyday life and that's transitions and change. We'll go circle back to that. Um, cause I'm really excited because I, I did see some of the stuff that you posted on social media. I caught, you know, I just caught little glimpses. I started to read it, but then as with everything right now, because I'm going through a relaunch, it's just all little like sips of information. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear from the person who started that blog. <laughs> what? Tell, tell, tell us, you know, your take on transition and change, what you mean by that, how it happens. And then what kind of inspired you to, to kind of delve into this? Um, so that was a piece it's called, I did what's called automatic writing with the souls collective. Okay. And automatic writing is where you, um, open yourself up to the energies and the light. You protect yourself with um, you know, the, the bubble around you, uh, I say the Holy Spirit bubble around me, it can be any light, white light or golden bubble. So, and you ground yourself into the earth and you just ask for love as part of your intention. And then once you kind of set the stage for that, um, then as I breathe through, breathing through helps me change my focus. Mm -hmm. Changing your focus is one of the ways you tap into psychic development can change your focus through going out in the nature. You can change your focus through breath work. So for me, it's breath work. Um, and then once I bring through the soul's collective, I, I'll ask them questions. And then from there, I just open myself up to hearing their message. And sometimes I've got recordings on my, on my um, phone, on my video. But in this case, I was actually letting them channel through me through automatic writing, through writing. So I was listening to what they were saying and capturing it through writing. And um, I asked them, I was having a really hard time because I'm at the stage where I'm an empty nester. Yeah. And um, my two kids are in college um, on the East Coast and, and they're not near me. And I really don't have a lot of family near me. And I'm sad. I mean, my husband and I just have like all this time on our hands and we have to like find things to do now to keep ourselves kind of occupied, probably going to start volunteering or going back to church. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so it's a really weird kind of time and I was feeling sorry for myself. So I went into my focused headspace to talk to them to find out what they could say about transitions. And so all this other stuff came up. They did answer my question about my kids transitions, but they, they started out by saying, well, there's many transitions on the earth um, and transitions are a part of life and there's nothing that people can do uh, to not uh, have a transition. And it was amazing to me how long my life did stay the same without transition. So that's with my parents dying and before my kids moved away. So I feel fortunate that I had a continuous cycle where I had, didn't really have transitions for 
many, many years. So mm -hmm. I feel blessed. I feel yeah. blessed with that. Um, but it's, I'll, I'll tackle. So the first transition is when the soul comes through the birth canal and that's the transition of birth where the soul mm -hmm. makes decision in between their lifetimes with their own spirit support team um, that they're coming to the earth. And they might come to the earth for various reasons because they're trying to learn life lessons or there's just all kinds of reasons why they decide to incarnate on the earth. And a lot of it's because there's many wonderful things about being on the earth. Um, you, you have these physical senses where you can taste, um, you can touch another person, you can have experiences that you just couldn't have as a soul. Yeah. So there's many reasons why souls come here. So in between lives, they decide with their spirit support team, they're going to come here. So then it's a matter of finding the, hopefully the right match. And um, it's really the soul that picks the family. It's not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they might pick a family where, um, well, a lot of people say, well, why as a soul did I pick, pick a life in a third world country, let's say. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because there's life lessons that that soul has, is, has to learn. So, you know, going going back to like the kids and them leaving the nest at first I was using guilt to like say to my kids oh come when you graduate I want you to come back and live near us you don't have to live in our house but I want you to live physically where we live <laughs> my husband's like oh stop doing that you're really giving them a lot of guilt and they were feeling guilty too because my other daughter my oldest who's graduating already has a job lined up for her and it's not near us. It's in Where is it? State. It's in the East Coast. Okay. And so I'm just like, oh, oh. Yeah. So that was hard for me. And what 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 I channeled was you need to allow the soul to figure out what they're meant to do and how they're meant to serve, what their life's purpose is, and allow them. Um, to really nurture that because it's their souls calling them to be in that physical location for a reason. And it's things we can't understand in our shell of a human. Mm -hmm. So to allow them to experience what they need to experience without putting any, anything on them like the guilt. And then, um, I'm, then I, then I, the article went in, I was thinking to myself, well, what happens when people make bad decisions and you know, they're, my kids didn't make a bad decision necessarily. My youngest may have made some things I felt <laughs> might have been bad decisions. Yeah. But I was asking, so what happens when we see that our kids are making bad decisions? Oh, this is a good one. The answer to that was, you know what? Allow them to make the bad decision. You can gently nudge them and say you think it might be a bad decision, but don't use any more force on that because their soul is here to learn a lesson mm -hmm. off of the decisions they make. And that's something that we as humans can't control. We can't control other humans' choices. Yeah. As hard as we may want to and as hard as it is for us, um, that's their soul's evolution. Yeah. And their soul needs to figure out what they're here to do, to be, do, and create, and who they're here to serve, yeah. what life, life lessons they're here to learn. We have no understanding of mm -hmm. as a human form that we're in. Now, we can find out what that is through prayer and meditation and through having a relationship with our higher self, we can discover that all, but it, it's not just something that we have privileged knowledge of knowing unless we really work at it through those yeah. steps. I think every parent of at least, especially an adolescent 
teenager, young adult needs to hear that last little bit. I think it's so, it would be so comforting uh, just remind, you know, another example of we aren't in control. And when we try to be in control, especially in things like that, it actually will cause more strife, more, mm -hmm. you know, negative emotions, stress, worry. Um, if you can just go back to exactly what you just said, it brings so much peace. <laughs> I don't remember what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me see if I can recreate it. <laughs> no, it was good. You just talked about basically, you know, it's their path. It's their soul. It's their path. Yeah. It's and their solution. We intervene. Um, there's different lessons that each soul has that they're trying to learn. And that's one of the reasons they're here on earth. And um, it's just one of those things where we can only step in so much another soul to another soul. And then due to free will, we really have to just back off yeah. and allow the soul's evolution to take shape, allow the soul's evolution to figure it out. The higher self always has our back. Yeah. So as people become aware of their psychic senses and their psychic properties, they will be able to uncover what that is from the higher self perspective. Hey, listeners, I'm just dropping in for a moment to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Women Conquer Business, with one of my favorite hosts, Jen McFarlane. Part of holistic healthcare for me is taking time to nurture my business because like most business owners, my business is a part of me. One of the ways I do that is by listening to podcasts from other heart-centered entrepreneurs like Jen. She has a contagious can-do attitude and her podcast, Women Conquer Business, is filled with heart, strategy, and tons of inspiration. Women Conquer Business is available on all major podcasting networks and you can learn more about Jen at jenmcfarland.com. Now back to our show. So even with all of this wisdom and knowledge and grounding and peace that you um, very obviously have in your life, uh, are you just a normal parent, though, that sometimes forgets about that? And falls I totally <laughs> am a normal parent. I to Why do you think I channeled them in the first place? Because right. I was having so much anxiety, I couldn't sleep at night. It was horrible. <laughs> but what I can say, what sets me apart, yes. is the ability that I have to channel. Um, the Souls Collective, for me, is like therapy. Mm. So I don't necessarily have to run to traditional therapy anymore because I've got them nice and they're so affirming <laughs> and i mean you really you you know that the tools work mm -hmm. you know so the souls collective and then all just the, the tools that you have that you teach others to use that they have at their disposal as well you have really practiced it like, yeah and i am a highly empathetic and highly sensitive person yeah. So I feel everything so deeply yeah. from what I eat to what I drink, to the drugs I take, to you <laughs> name it. I know if it's working or not, cause I feel it. So that has some good things and some <laughs> bad things about it. And I really, if it wasn't for my ability to have these psychic awarenesses that I have and this higher self relationship that I have, yeah. I wouldn't be able to hang on the earth. Right. I, I really wouldn't. Yeah, no, I get it. I because I'm so highly wired, highly yeah, sensitive. Me too. Hence the reason why I was crying after the road rage thing today. But I mean, every, even my daughter, my eight-year-old, um, about a week ago, was having some struggles at school with some kids, and um, you know, just feeling left out. All the things that they go through with their social stuff at that age. Yeah. Said, 
um, it's so hard and so bad to be so sensitive. And I was like, well, it's not bad. It is, it can be hard. Yes. Like you said, if you didn't have these tools, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to be here. And I just, I just, it's not, it is hard sometimes, but it's not bad. It's actually re- a really special gift. But it we- took me a long time to honor it. Yeah. I, I went through many stages. Yeah. many stages before I got here. Like you see me as the expert. Right. It took me many, 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 many <laughs> stages. That's all I can say. I didn't become an expert overnight. No, exactly. And you're still probably learning. Uh, totally. You know, I totally there are people far down their journey with it all more so than me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think most of us, it, it's, it's not common for a ton of us to ever get to like, you know, that Buddha stage. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I am not what's called. Okay, that could be a whole other conversation, um, which we could spin off into because I wrote another blog article about the third, fourth and fifth dimension and well, what separates it. Yes, we chatted about that briefly, I think on our last one. And there's um, that blog post of yours is still still on Healing Ways. So for you listening, um, we have uh, members like Gail, they write um, blog posts and she did post one on there about the different dimensions. So um, if you're interested in that topic, definitely check that out. And then um, that's where you can learn more about Gail too. But at the end here, she'll share some of her um, website links with us. Before we get to that point, um, I have a question for you because Mm -hmm. You are a normal human, <laughs> although a little bit more enlightened than a lot of people are a lot more enlightened. But I work at it. Yes. Well, that's what I mean. It's it, practice, practice, practice. I, I work at it because I'm such a junkie for it. I just want to feel better. Right. I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be depressed, which is my nature. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is why I developed these skills, because it helps me to get out of that funk. You and I are on the same page because that's the same. You know, people are like, well, how come, you know, you seem so positive and all these, these things. And I am, but it's because this, just like you, I don't feel like I'm even half an expert at it as you are, but I am the same. My nature, my genetic makeup even is to go more towards the depression, the anxiety, the, the hermit, the major introvert and so like you I really have to work on it um and you do a great job and you're so inspirational and so I really want to know what does a quote-unquote perfect gale day look like 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 a normal day not on vacation it's just let's say tomorrow is like the best day from start to finish what would it look like so for me so if I could just tell you medically what happened to me that changed my life. Yeah, please. Um, two things. Well, one, my doctor, after years of being on statin drugs, mm-hmm. put, put the correlation together that some of my blood work was really elevated due to the statin drug that I had been on to lower cholesterol for years and years. Yeah. Since young, young, young woman. He took me off it and I feel better. I could sense and feel my body feeling responding in a positive way, like overnight Mm -hmm. to the point where I was almost feeling kind of crippled within my muscles and I wasn't able to walk and hike And a perfect day for me. It's to be able to go out and do that. So I have now made up for lost time and I've been hiking and walking all over 
all over where I live because we have wonderful trails and just everything. So um, that's one thing that would be a perfect day is for me to go out and go on a hike, go on a walk. Um, Because being in nature is one of the steps to developing your intuition to change your focus from your rote mind that's negative. Mm-hmm. So the minute you go out in the nature, you're like, oh, I feel so much better. True. So true. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. So that for me is like a perfect day. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I do for self-care in a perfect day, because I am an empty nester and I have time, is I take baths at night with like Epsom salt, which is very grounding for highly sensitive people. Um, I also bought an Ayurvedic massage face wand. Mm-hmm. Um, which is called a kasana wand. Okay. And uh, it's made up of a wood wood handle mm-hmm. with metal on top of it. And it's got like three or four different types of metal, which helps bring down muscle inflammation and your limp- it helps open up your lymphatics within your face. And your face has muscles. And I was having TMJ issues and all kinds of things with my mm-hmm. face going on. And this this massage wand has brought down a lot of swelling I had in my face due to some things that happened in my life. And it's really helped me with the quality of life. Um, So I use it every night now. And I watched like a YouTube video when I purchased it to try to figure out how to use it. And I highly, highly recommend it. It wasn't expensive. Um, You could either buy it from the Ayurvedic.com website, which is in India, or you can get it from Amazon. I purchased mine on Amazon with some massage oil. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will um, create a link in the show notes. When, when we get off here, I'll ask for the name of that again and, and create a link and that will be in the show notes. Thanks for sharing that little tip with us because um, I just want to mention, and I know you've talked about this publicly that you're also a cancer survivor. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've definitely uh, had some, some issues with your health <laughs> that yeah. you've had to overcome. Yeah. So, so you, so you use your little wand, you take an Epsom salt bath. Um, do you start, you end the day with the facial wand or you start? Yeah, I end the day at the end of the night. It helps me sleep because I have trouble sleeping sometimes. Okay. Um, so the bath and the wand, I definitely end the day with it. Um, and yeah, it's totally, totally helped me. And just working with um, Western doctors are, have a place, but holistic, uh, functional medicine, osteopathic doctors are key because sometimes Western doctors just want to treat symptoms with drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and then um, osteopathic or functional medicine doctors look for causes and results as to why things are happening in the body. And they use different types of different things to treat you than a Western doctor would um, without going into a huge explanation on that. And that's why I'm such a huge fan of being in the Healing Ways directory because the Healing Ways directory is all about supporting the holistic professional. And honestly, holistic medicine more than anything saved my life Mm -hmm. back when I had cancer. And even now with things that I'm going through medically speaking, Mm -hmm. it's the holistic professional that's helping me more than the traditional um western doctor i don't even think i have a western doctor anymore (laughs) that that relationship's gone i don't miss it i don't miss it at all um so that's kind of what i can say is Mm -hmm. that's been such a part of my healing journey 
um, even with what I'm experiencing now, medically speaking. So, and just the knowing and the having the relationship with my higher self that through the different tests that I'm taking this year for different medical reasons, um, I know in my head, because of my higher self, the wisdom my higher self tells me through my psychic senses that I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a message that keeps coming through, and I totally trust my higher self. They're pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been fortunate myself. You know, there's times when, um, in fact, lately there's been some stressful things going on, and and this has happened to me ever since I first got connected to my intuition and my guides is I, um, I get like a very clear message that, you know, sometimes it's even stop it, Amber, you're going to be okay. And it's like really loud, like it's going to be okay. And I, if I just ignored that, I just don't, it would be so sad because I hear it and it really is like such a comfort. I'm like, yes, yes, I am going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It really helps ease the stress, but you need to learn how to really connect with that and not just dismiss it as like a voice in your head or something. Correct. Right? <laughs> and it's sometimes in your own voice. And so how do you disseminate between yeah. what is your psychic awareness and what, if you're just talking to yourself? Right. So those are the things you learn. Yeah. So you teach people that through an online course. Mm -hmm. Correct. And do you do still um, do in person in the LA area or are you put that on? Uh, not yet. I'm sort of looking around and I'm also I've got two things I'm looking around to do. Um, one is to find hopefully a physical space to teach at again. Cool. And I really want to partner with traditional marriage family therapists. And I'm yeah. still looking for that kind of relationship too. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming this year. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just, I'm open for anyone who wants private sessions or uh, to take my classes. Yeah. Cool. How do they, how do they find you online besides at Healing Ways? Um, my website, which is soulscollective.com, okay. S-O-U-L-S collective.com. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, as usual, Gail, I love chatting with you. And I know, um, especially since you are a founding member of Healing Ways, that you will <laughs> definitely be on here again, um, probably in 2020, because we have more things to talk about. So yay! thank you. And um, I hope that you have an awesome 2020 and keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Amber. Love you. Love you. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others. Please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.